Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Iron and Soul podcast. Um, special edition show today from Las Vegas, Nevada. The cabana from Poolside. Poolside from the European pool. So there are some boobies out, which is fun. Josh's um, are. Josh is, I am. That's right. Sky's out, thighs out. Um, so I am going to, I'm here with my special guest. My beautiful, lovely wife, Jill Reese, and we're doing a special edition show today from the Cabana Poolside, and I'm going to hand it over to her to get her some chops on doing a podcast, because we may be doing another podcast for a different reason. So, hello, Jill. Hi, baby. Floor is yours. All right. Thanks for the introduction. Um, so, this is a bit different than your typical podcast, because the tables are turned. We're doing a Josh's journey story. This is going to be part one, a retrospective, because we're going to start with the recent past. Recent past, okay. And then we'll do an origin story some other episode. Okay. Um, so we're calling this the Redemption Tour. The Redemption Tour. <laughs> Vegas 2021, yeah. and we'll circle back to exactly what that means and why, the significance of it. Um, I'm really excited to be able to interview Josh and to talk about his story over the past, what, five-ish years? Is that kind of what five, we're looking at? six years, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm not good with dates and remembering, so Josh will punctuate and fill those in for us. Um, and, and is there a, you'll t let me know how far we're going to go back so I can give you a... I got this. Okay. Look, he's having trouble letting me be the interviewer. I know. Dang it. <laughs> I um, got this. We do have some background noise. There's a helicopter that just went by, so it's kind of fun. A little music. Oh, really interesting. Cool. Interesting right here, right now. I can see the T <laughs> from Tower. Trump Towers. Look at that. That's crazy. Ain't that something. We but are anyway. staying at the Encore, which is amazing. Okay, we digress. Okay. That's so not what anyways, we're here for. That's what we're... Quit hogging the podcast, floor. bro. Um, I'll tell you a few pieces, dear listeners, to get you started. I'm going to lay some groundwork here. Um... What we're about to discuss are true events. These are lived experiences that Joshua went through. Um, you also went through. Well, I know, but this is your perspective, not mine. And a few things. So, you know, if you know Josh and Jill, we like movie lines. So you might hear some of those that are in reference to the characters. We do have a cast of characters for you. Um, while we're going to talk about things that happened, we are going to have some pseudonyms. Um, and you can discern <laughs> who's who and what's what because y'all are intelligent. And that's that. So, cast of characters are going to include Regina George, Claire. Claire's a fat girl's name. Fat girl's name. <laughs> name the movie. <laughs> um, Little Finger. Couple CEOs floating in and out. We don't have any names for the I CEOs. Don't have, I don't have names for the CEOs. CEOs. I think we'll just leave um, it at what, CEOs. What, get, what, office space. We're the Bobs. We call them the Bobs. <laughs> okay, the Bobs. The we Bobs, got the from bobs. Office Oh, space. man, the Bobs. So um, you guys can put together what you can put together of knowing Josh and his life in Lawrence, etc. Um, I will just say that I'm really proud of him for being willing to talk about what we're going to talk about. Um, he's hold or held on to this for longer than I would have. <laughs> um, it's not my story to tell, though, and so I've been really respectful, or at least I think I have, of him coming to terms with some things that happened and getting to a place in life that he's willing to talk about it. Um, 
Me, I wanted the torches out years ago and burn that bitch down. Burn that motherfucker um, down. <laughs> but we didn't go that route. It's probably better. Um, so this is really personal to Josh. And I just, it's a reflection on the toxicity of systems, the sickness of some of the individuals running them, and misuse of power. Um, I don't know if discrimination's an accurate phrase. Um, mm, nah, I don't yeah. think discrimination can go in there. I know, I'm not sure but what... But I like, the, I like mis- the misuse of power. Misuse of power. Um, overuse of power. But we'll get into some of that. Toxic leadership. Yeah, toxic leadership, some fucked up shit. Yep. So anyway... Josh's Journey Story, Part 1, The Retrospective, The Redemption Tour. Redemption Tour. So, where do we want to start? If we want to go back, as most of you probably know, Josh is a social worker, a clinical social worker in Lawrence. Um, you got your degree, what year was that, babe? Your 2011. Master's? 2011. Um, and went to work, was working at, Bur- at um, Community Mental Health Center. <laughs> Damn. Um, it's alright. And it's only one attempt. Had um, how long were you there? What was your total year count at birth? Total year at, count. Enough with the. I know. Auto may we may have to. We don't know. Well, fuck it. it gives a shit. Um, I do have some friends that still work. One friend that still works at the. Well, a few friends that still work at the community health center. So, if and when they hear this podcast. I love you guys, and you guys were amazing friends and support through those tough times. So I just want to say that. Um, graduated 2011 and left in 28, fall of 2018, so seven years. Okay. Seven and a half years I worked there. Okay. So in those seven and a half years, you climbed the ranks. I mean, yep. you were impressive. Started out as, what, a case manager back in case the day? Case manager with a master's degree. Which is like the one of the baseline starting positions in that structure. And one of the most important positions. Oh, for fucking sure. Like, those case work. managers make it happen. Make it happen. Um, I couldn't do that. That's a tough, tough job. So a case manager does a few things real quick so people understand. They meet with clients in their environment, so they leave the mental health center. They go out into the um, community and they meet the, the client where they're at and help them with symptom management. We're talking about SPMI clients, um, severe and persistent mental illness clients that are going to always have some level of um, connection to the system. And so these clients um, are usually Medicaid, Medicare for on disability. So these case managers go and meet them in their houses. They're usually on some type of support. So they're helping them with their symptom management, helping them find jobs, helping them navigate their own system, social security, the VA even, different different systems. So they're really doing the hardest work at the community mental health center. So. Absolutely. So that's where you started. Um, where'd you go after case management? I was a clinical case manager. One so of the first, clinical one is of the a combination clinical. of you do therapy and case management. Yep. Where'd you go after clinical case management? Ah, this is an interesting jump here. So. I went from clinical case manager to team leader. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. So yeah. team leader is a management role within this community mental health center. So let's, can we, can we go back a little bit and, and uh, do we want to talk a little bit about the, how I moved in those positions and who was my mentor that we didn't realize at the time? Sure. Regina. Is that Regina? Yes. What, so what was Regina's full name? Regina George. Regina you can George. put that one together, audience. Regina George, <laughs> and we may we may tell do the cast of characters at the end, like what movies they're from. Regina George and I became close, 
and she became a, a mentor to me. So then I kind of follow, I followed her through the, the what system. What was Regina was. at that time? So when she was in charge, she was a team leader. Well, when I first met her, she was a therapist. Okay. Then she became the a team, team leader, leader. Mm-hmm. and then went to a different position. So when I became the team leader, she was a real advocate for me getting mm-hmm. that position. And then, um, and then she moved to a different position. I got real snotty real, real quick, so I apologize. Yeah, and so then that is quite a jump. And you did that jump in a real short, short amount time. of time. Yep. Super short amount of time. Um, typical of most community and mental health centers, there can be a lot of turnover. It's a hard freaking place to work. I think if you're going to be in therapy, though, you got to start there. That's my bias. Mm-hmm. Um, to, learn, to learn your skills and hone your craft um it's incredible work but anyway you moved through the you jumped that pretty fast so it got to team leader and how long were you team leader oh i was team leader for two and a half years probably okay so at this point you've moved out of um traditional clinical work you're more administrative at a small caseload when i was Mm -hmm. team leader but you're more administrative, as is, um, you know, management positions going to be. Yep. So from team leader, I just want kind of the bones of your your leadership track. So from team leader, what came next? That was the big one after that. The big jump. Okay, that's what so, I wanted yeah. to, yes. So a little bit, like, so when you're a team leader, where I, at my position, I was in charge of, um, I led a team of um, clinicians. Mm-hmm. And, they, and we were tight. That was a tight, great team. We were we were smooth and really good and um, great team. I didn't have to do much as a leader. Like they they managed anything. They were very efficient. I requested very skilled they would clinicians get done, would get done. So it was a really great team to be a part of. I, I built that team. That was a good team because when I got the position, oh, let's talk a little bit about this. When I got the AO the team leader position. Um, there was one person that applied for the job, and then when they didn't get the job, they quit on the spot because I got the position. Right. They just, they just like, So that's going to give you a little flavor to some of the toxicity that was already at play in this system. Yeah. And I will also just highlight real fast that for those of you who know Josh, he is a very well-spoken individual. He has a lot of strength and charisma. Um, he has the gift of being direct without being an asshole. Um, You can say kind things and have hard conversations without doing that in damaging ways. And Josh really, really valued leadership and took a lot of courses, a lot of training, a lot of independent reading and education on figuring out how to be a leader, what was gonna work, how he could incorporate these strengths and help his team. And another piece to know about just the system of community mental health is there's not a lot of men in this system. Just unfortunately, you know, social work, therapists, they tend to be a heavily female-dominated field. So this individual who quit on the spot is kind of the inkling of some toxicity that started to happen. Mm -hmm. Simply because that particular person couldn't allow for Josh to be who he is and to get this particular role at this stage of your career, really. Yep. Yep. Like, 
But hey, everybody's got a stand. That was that was their stand. They well, were what, out. Was, what was funny about that one is that they quit on the spot and then came back two days later and wanted their job back and um, yep. the team Okay. Yeah, we're doing great. Thank yeah, you. say hi to our podcast listeners. Oh, hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a podcast. Oh, yeah. We're doing <laughs> no, you're good. We're a free flowing going one. So, yeah. Okay. Keyshawn, is that your name? Yes. Hey, Key, this is Keyshawn. He's, he's going to be helping us out throughout the yeah. day. So, cool. I'll be ready to check on you. Sounds Thank good. Thanks, you. bro. Um, and so, this person came back and said, I want my job back. And the, um, the director at the time and I met, and we both were like, no. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. And that director, mm-hmm. I liked her a lot for a long time. As years did I. She years. was um, an years incredible and, and a, what a wonderful advocate for you in a system that wasn't always supportive from the beginning. Yeah, she did. She was. Her and I had some interesting interactions with different um, staff members. As I, as I, <laughs> so there's a lot of things that happened. That, I, that are just popping into my brain, right? Mm-hmm. So we had um, another cast that um, also, when I became a team leader, decided they didn't get, they, they were making a lateral move, wanted mm-hmm. to make a lateral move, and the director at the time said, no, you're, you've got a good team, and Josh is, we need to promote people mm-hmm. that are going to be here for a long time. Yeah. You don't need to bounce over and then mm-hmm. whatever. So that individual got hurt feelings. Got too. her feelings and quit. Feelers. Yep. Got, yeah, feelers. You have so and much then, power, man. Just people then, just quitting. Just quitting. And then what did that director do? Asked me to run that team that he quit. Yep. So, so I took then a, he took on two, two teams. teams, two yep. teams. And so if anybody knows about understanding community mental health centers, there's this, um, uh, evidence-based practice. So, that you have to get fidelity, which is within the state, which means you meet all these criteria numbers oh, it's hard. to make oh, to make man. those. And this individual lost fidelity on their team. Yep. So then when the director came back and said, hey, Josh, will you take this team? And we need you to get fidelity back. And you did it. Fucking did that did shit. That. Yep. yep. And which is interesting in all of this system is that the, the shit that they asked me to do, I did it. Well, that's that's a theme, too, that we'll, we'll get to as well, this yep. idea of... Um, Misuse of power. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you were team leader, took on a couple teams, got mm-hmm. that fidelity back. You were just yeah. I was kicking ass, time, man. man. I was loving and that job. And you really at that came time. into um, leadership. Yeah. Like you really realized, I mean, you've always been a natural leader mm-hmm. and have done that at various points in your life. But this was such a moment to just grow. And you did that conscientiously. And I loved that job. You loved it. Loved it. Oh that man, I'd already great. left this community mental center, mental health center by this time. I was already off onto other pastures. Mm-hmm. Um, but you loved man, love that, that job, job. Yep. Um, and you're good at it. Mm-hmm. So how long were you there doing kind of team leader role? What did that look two like? Two and a half years. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then from two and a half years is when the big jump came. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, how that came about. So. Um, the director that hired me as the AOP team leader, right, retired. Yeah, she had been in the game for a very long time. Yep, long, great. Very, and, and really skilled, like really good. And one of the reasons she promoted me as quickly as um, did is she, as a young, young um, person in the field as well, became a mental health 
like CEO uh-huh. of a small mental health center mm-hmm. at a very young age. Yeah. And so she really had this um, ability to see talent and understand that people can manage things even with minimal amount mm-hmm. of like certain yeah. experience. Even though I had tons, tons of management experience and leadership experience, just not in the community health. So yeah. she, so that was one of the things. So she retired and then Regina, came, Regina what? Regina George. Regina George became the, a, a, one of the directors. There's a few directors. The center and I stayed at the same. And then from there, um, we had some retirements happen. Mm-hmm. So the CEO and the CF, what, CFO, no, yeah, no, no, is that CCO, COO, yeah, COO, yeah, stupid some, fucking yeah, initials, yeah. good God. So CEO retired, and then we put on a um, a, a, a hunt for that, and and hired a new, um, which is a big deal. You don't just a, put that in the paper. Yep, yeah, we hired like a an Bob. advertisement. Yeah, we hired a Bob. Bob number one came on, and we were really excited about this Bob. Yeah, Bob number one had a great background. Yep, great he background. Came on, he came in from out of state. So to recruit for a CEO position is a lengthy process. Mm-hmm. It is out of the hands of other staff members yep. within the mental health center. Um, it's an independent kind of yep. consulting, if that's the right so word. So they hire a, uh, I don't know, uh, like a consulting firm, okay. a headhunter or A headhunter, yeah. Um, found, and then, found Bob number one. Found Bob. And what happens is the board hires the, yes, the and, CEO. Yes. and. The, and Bob number one was hired on a one-year temporary contract. No. No? No, he had a three. There was some sort of, it wasn't guaranteed. No, it was three, it was three years. Oh, three but years. But they could still, they still at year two decide if they're going to keep, okay. keep that person on. So, and this was huge in this particular community mental health center because the people who had been at the helm had been there for decades, yeah. <laughs> like holy oh, yeah. fucking shit. The COO had been there for 30 years. Yeah, like, and it, it was yeah. a major change that needed to happen for multiple reasons, but change makes people nervous. Yeah. So anyway, new Bob comes in. So there's a huge shakeup. New Bob mm-hmm. comes in. Yeah. Regina George is promoted. COO retires. At, COO does not get along with new Bob, Bob number one. And she had already planned on retiring, and she just moved it Fast along. Fast-tracked it, yeah. Moved it along, so those, those didn't it. see eye to eye. Yeah. So then Regina, Regina. <laughs> and another director applied for the position. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That dirty bitch. Yeah. <laughs> there was another one that was nasty. Yeah. Oh, she was so nasty. Um, and she did not get the position, and Re- Regina... Regina George got the position. Regina George got the position, my mentor... And um, so from there, we start to get a little. Well, not even, well it's not even that it yet. It takes a little while, I know, but but as Regina George is promoted. Promoted, then there's so, the hiring process. Yes. So Bob number one is the CEO. Mm-hmm. Regina George is now the COO. Mm-hmm. Josh is still team leader. Yep. But Regina George, as the mentor, there was a lot of conversations around. You know, who's going to now be director? Mm-hmm. A director. A director. There's, There's only three, two, at, two, two at the time. Two at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So who was going to fill this now vacant director position? Um, and there were a lot of applications for said director position. Mm-hmm. Peers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots within house. Within house. <laughs> Lots of peers apply. Um, within house. And yeah. so you did that. You went through the application uh-huh. process. Uh-huh. Um, went through the interview process. 
Anything you want to say about that? Um, no. Um, they did. I the one of the things that they did really well in that thing is they didn't. They managed that situation pretty well. Mm-hmm. The interview process, how that went down, mm-hmm. all of those things. So there mm-hmm. was two inter, two or three interviews um, within that process, but pretty quick. Yeah, it was a real fast process, and I do believe, um, like reflecting on my own blind spots and really trying to step back, that you were the best individual suited for that job. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There were peers that applied. Well, let's talk who, about that. Hey, I will. Sure. Who thought that due to, there was a lot of entitlement around that old mm-hmm. boat. A yep. lot of fucking entitlement because people had been there forever. Forever. And believed that because they had decades in, they should have been given said director position. Well, let's talk about that for a second. There were two peers. There was three of us that applied. All three of us were team leaders. Two were, had been there for 20 plus, plus years, years and were best friends. Yes. So they decided, and they decided, I remember when this came to my knowledge, they just, because they knew I were, I was applying, uh-huh. so they both decided to apply so they would have so a better So one of them would get it. Would get the job and I wouldn't. That was their logic. And God, what could we call these two? <laughs> Jesus, whatever. Um, but they were very tight with XCOL. And it was well yes. known that oh, XCOO yeah. favored these particular yeah. individuals. Mainly, um, God, I almost the one in charge of that one team is almost worse than Regina. Oh, I know. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I do think, man, I do think that one in particular got caught up in other facets of Burt Nash mm-hmm. that came out on you, not necessarily. Her. I'm not saying that very well. We'll just go back to that. Yep. Um, but anyway, so yes, these two decided to go against Josh in the hopes that they truly believe that at least one of them would get the director mm-hmm. position. Yeah. Um, and therefore, you know, all would be right in the world of the Community Mental Health Center mm-hmm. that nobody wants change to happen. But anyway, you got it. Mm-hmm. And you actually had way more skills than uh-huh. some of these individuals, despite them having been there for 20 plus years. Yep. Um, that doesn't always mean shit. <laughs> um, so off you go into the uh, world of directorship. <laughs> and this is right really this is really when things started to diverge. Right off you. the bat. And some of it is because of those other two individuals that did not get the job. Yep. Um, they took that very personally. One of them was very gracious though, because I had to work closely with. Um, was very she she came to me and congratulated me and mm-hmm. was. Hmm. And um, from there, that was, but then that became super hard. Mm-hmm. The other one didn't say anything for, didn't talk to me for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <laughs> Even though I was her boss. Yeah. <laughs> and so made weird. it very clear that they did yeah. not like you. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. talk about petty reindeer games. Yep. Oh, we can call them Heather. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Let's yeah. Let's take it back to Heather's. They're the Heather's. There's there's their reindeer games, people. Yep. There's the Heathers. There's the Heathers. Uh huh. Yep. Heather one and Heather two. Heather one. Oh, Heather, man. Heather one. We'll call Heather two the one that was gracious. Mm-hmm. Um, that I end up right off the bat having to do some really hard things. Oh God, tough conversations. Tough conversations. They they got rid of. There's a some outside sources that um, decided they wanted to 
something different and that person was in charge of those things and they came to me and then my my boss um, came to me and uh, said you're gonna have to take care of this when that sh as a brand new director that they should have helped me and coached me along the way on how to let somebody out of a position and same with Littlefinger. Littlefinger should have been there helping too. Oh yeah, Littlefinger. Oh. Littlefinger. Littlefinger's exactly like you want to think he is, people. Yeah. <laughs> if you know that if reference. If you know that reference, yeah. Uh-huh. Fits was, that bill like a motherfucker. He was the um, HR director. Let's just talk about it like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had to I had to deal with this position and and let this person I basically had to demote them mm -hmm. in their position, which was one of the hardest things. They got to keep their pay. But demote them because that just didn't. The, they didn't have very well with relationships there. So, but she was gracious. She understood. So, so yeah. So right off the bat, it's well known that you are not liked in this position. No. People treat you differently. People, you know. Let's talk about stonewalling and isolating and talking behind backs and all Tox sorts oh. of toxic fucking shit. Oh my god. But um. <laughs> Our music's our music's gonna get louder. Yeah. Oh. Um, so. What do you recall after you had to demote that particular individual? What's one of the next major points that comes up for you? Um. Hold on. We're gonna pause this for a second. Music just got loud. All right, we're back. Sorry we about that. There's a little adjustment. more noise in the background. Yeah, but the music. So we'll figure that out. Hopefully it doesn't... Hey, man, it's like 100 degrees in Vegas. That's we're right. partying. We're partying, bro. All right, so what what do you remember after having demote, to demote, excuse me? Sharon, or uh, Heather number two? Yes, Heather number yeah. two. Um, I remember that became... There was, there was a huge, when that happened, staff started dividing. Mm -hmm. Well, there was, oh fuck, I forgot about this situation. And I can't remember, that was in the spring. So when Heather number two got demoted, she ran a team. Mm -hmm. And on that team was an individual, male individual, that, she really mothered him. What's interesting is, for a brief amount of time, this person dated a uh, clinician on my team when I was a um, team leader, and then she broke up with him because he was not, he was an alcoholic. And so, he didn't like me because I supported her through that situation, through that breakup. Yeah. Through that breakup. And so, he didn't like me. So there's, that's the beginning of that situation. Well, and can I also say that the demotion was the beginning of Regina George using your strengths yes. to her benefit. Yeah. This okay. is the beginning of some misuse of power because Josh can have hard conversations. Yeah. Josh can do things Direct. that other people yeah. don't want to do. Yeah. Way back in the day, I called him the heavy yep. because this has been something that people have exploited at various points in his different careers. And what's interesting about that is I have um, a thought process um, about it now is that 
Brene Brown in her leadership book, there's a part where she talks about being clear as kind. Uh-huh. And I, that's exactly how I was. Yeah. I was, I would ex- tell people the situation, and I would be clear about it, and that this is the way it is. But you were told to do things that others could have done. Yep. Regina, it should have done. Yes, this w- things that started right there should have been Regina George's responsibility. Because there was a lot of politics Absolutely involved. Absolutely fucking, sh- yeah. Outside politics. So this was the beginning of Regina George's uh-huh. misuse of power. Misuse of power, yeah. So there's the demotion, there's some divisiveness on the teams, there's Heather yep. number one ignoring you and yep. stonewalling you yep. for several weeks because yep. Heather number one didn't get the position. Yep. And now Josh is her boss. Yep. <laughs> and she does not fucking like it. And Regina and I were close friends too. Like At this not, point, At this point, still. we're still pretty close and I knew information that I shouldn't have known. Again, a misuse things. of power. Yep. And yep. I don't know... And I didn't ever ask. It was just always given to me. And I think it was probably around this time period when you would share things with me and I would say, in terms of Regina George, that's not good leadership. Yeah. Like when Josh... Would, you shouldn't know that Yeah, stuff. you shouldn't know that. That's not for you to know, Josh. Yeah. That's not good leadership. That's not okay. Like that's when I started to have some conversations with Josh. Um, and I started to see the picture differently because Josh was, I mean, you were just so excited to have this position that you're good at, you're skilled at, um, and it was just a wonderful thing for you, but I started to notice almost off the bat, oh, Regina George, oh, Regina George. Yeah, and so I'll just say real fast, like, um, Regina George is on my list. On my list. <laughs> but as the story goes, I have a list that has two whole people on it. Two whole people. Regina George is one. Regina George is on the list, and she gets this list on this idea. If anybody's seen Happy Billy Madison. Oh, is it Billy Madison? Billy Madison, yeah, where with Steve Buscemi's character has the list. So, yep. yeah. She's one of two. Yeah, one of two. Any foreshadowing. No, any foreshadowing. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, so living life, demoting people, <laughs> being ignored and stonewalled by your team. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and then, and knowing information that you shouldn't know, Should know about a lot of other things happening. Yep. Um, so then, um, in the, that winter, right? Um, things started to be a little strange. So we got, you and I got invited to a, and with one of my friends from there, got invited to a uh, fundraiser. A couple of them. Well, we started out with this one and it was strange. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was with Bob, number one. Yep. Regina George. Yep. And then two other friends of ours. And we went out for dinner. And it was really strange because Bob number one's wife wasn't there. Bob number one's a married individual who moved out of state to come to the Community Mental Health Center and take on the CEO role. Yep. And his wife was not at this dinner before the fundraiser. fundraiser. Mm -hmm. And so then we all went to the fundraiser, had a ton of fun. That was a really fun fun one. I like that one. That was fun. That was fun. And then had a really good time. And then things were just a little, we could see things were a little weird. There was some energy flowing that made me uncomfortable. Yep. And so Um, that was kind of the start of then Regina George, I always forget the last name of Regina George, starts calling me more Mm -hmm. and more. And 
having conversations yes. about Bob number one. Yes. Um, Bob number one said something inappropriate to me. Mm-hmm. Bob number one is giving me more oh, attention. Oh, Regina George is married too. Yeah. Yeah, Regina yeah, George yeah. is married too. But remember in December of that year, Regina George gets separated. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So then Regina George starts um, just calling me and talking to me about Bob. All the fucking All time. time. And then other Texting she, we talk, and calling yeah. and texting yeah. and, and calling. And I was in this just weird position. You were trying to sort out. Yes. And my boss. So yes. I couldn't. But she blurred the lines uh-huh. in inappropriate ways, which then you couldn't see yep. and you couldn't hear me telling you. Yep. That's true. Which is fine. Yep. Um, and you really, because you're such a fiercely loyal person and she was a friend and mentor to you, mm-hmm. you really wanted to remain friends and were super supportive of her through that loyalty that you have. Yep. Friendships, friendship came first, I think, yep. in some of your behaviors yep. and support of her. And then we went to another fundraiser. Huh. Just the four of us. Oh, and I was pissy. I didn't like this one. I liked the fundraiser. I remember talking to you beforehand and saying, I don't want to do this. Yeah, it was because it was like it was, all of a sudden just It was the four Josh of us. and Jill, Regina and Bob number and one. And then we were seated for dinner in a real private spot. Yes. And this was a smaller fundraiser, community oriented, uh-huh. that had a lot of big players in Lawrence. And I remember telling Josh beforehand, I don't like this. Yeah. I'm not comfortable. I don't want to do this. I'm not going to be a part of choices people are making. Yeah. But we went. We went. Because we <laughs> you supported me. And, I did. I put that shit down. Yeah. And then the next day, the phone rang. Mm-hmm. Bob number one kissed me. Bob number one kissed me. Oh, I can't. Da, 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 I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not attracted to him. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Bull fucking and so shit. I coached her a lot on... This is inappropriate. This isn't the right thing to do. You've got to, you know, get out of the situation. It's not going to end well. It's not going to end well, which is This shit doesn't end well usually. Uh, it, I mean. It ended well for not me. <laughs> and, but it did. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. So. Uh, so the. So. Oh, can I also say really fast while I'm thinking of it? Part of the reason you didn't want to talk about these things that happened for so long is because it felt um, it felt not okay for you to share some of what we're going to talk about yeah. in regards to Regina George and Bob Number One. Yeah. My take has always been we didn't choose those behaviors. They are adults. Yeah. They made their choices. They acted how they acted, and by you carrying the secret, you carried their shame. Yeah. And. I wasn't okay with that from the beginning, but I understood I can be a little more reactive at times. But also, the one of the reasons I never spilled the beans was because people have families, mm-hmm. and I didn't want... All of these people are married with children. With children. I didn't want me spilling the beans to impact them losing jobs, their mm-hmm. money, all of that stuff. Even though it was This is a really interesting wrong. position to be put in yeah, because really, you didn't want to be responsible for that, even the, though they're the making their happened, choices. Yeah. The events happened in the misuse of power and money. Oh, we'll talk, oh my God. I mean, we could go into all kinds of shit. Um, in that situation, I still didn't go to Littlefinger 
on that stuff that I knew because I did because I loved Regina as a friend. Like, well, and Littlefinger's Littlefinger. Yeah. Slimy you motherfucker. Never, you never knew what Littlefinger was Little going to do with, with mm-hmm. the information. <laughs> and so I didn't want this person to lose their money, mm-hmm. their insurance, their things like that. That because even cares. if even if I got fired on day whatever, right? We would have been okay because mm-hmm. it's you and I, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we figure it out. We figure it out. I just didn't want to be the the person that does that. So. So this is the point of this podcast, though, is not to slander these particular nope. people for the choices they make. We're sharing Josh's experience because of the toxicity, the misuse of power, the abuses that happened to him mm-hmm. in a system. Right. And and how that altered him as a person, yeah. which we'll get to yeah. as well. So affairs happening. Affairs. Uh, you are. We, we, you we are, don't. We don't know the affairs. The kiss well, happened. Things start. Indiscretions are happening. Indiscretions are happening. Right? And you are being looped into it every mm. single day. What do I do? I don't know what to do. Oh blah, my god. Blah. And, blah, blah, and blah. I won't get into some of those intimate yeah, that's conversations. Not, yeah, that's not the point of this. Um, but then work stuff started to really get strange too. Oh, I don't even putting some of the time on. Then that individual that was an alcoholic threatened me. Um, because he was, he would, uh, throw temper tantrums and fits when he did things didn't go his way. And I had to have a couple conversations with him and then he threatened me mm-hmm. with my friend, with another uh-huh. team leader in my office, right? Office. And I finally had to say, you need to go home. Uh-huh. Like it was, he was bubbling up. He was, was angry. Not, yeah, it was not going to go and well. And posturing, for him. he was posturing, posturing in your yeah. doorway in and door, threatening yeah. and puffing up yeah, and puffing up. And I just finally just told him he had to, he had to bounce. Mm-hmm. And then we called Littlefinger. The other individual in your office was actually scared. Yes, like they were oh, actually yeah, yeah. because of what what this what were they were saying and, and yeah. the behaviors happening. Yeah. she was scared. She was scared, and mm-hmm. um, so we called Littlefinger, and Littlefinger and I called. Regina George, and we made the decision, we all made the decision. The three of you made let, the decision. To let this individual go the next day because of the behavior, because of all the things. Um, if this person would have came back to me and said, Josh, I'm really sorry. I've been really upset. All these things, blah, 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 blah. Can you give me another chance? I'd be like, fuck yeah, of course. Yeah. People make decisions. You got upset. You're upset mm-hmm. because of... Whatever things you got, things going on in your life. Okay, but never once he could have called me after that. You know who, what he did? He called um, Heather number two. Mm-hmm. Yep. And who was his previous team who leader? Who was his previous team leader? Who was and because he was upset because she didn't have the position. Mm-hmm. Um, got, but didn't call me and say, "Hey, man, I'm really mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that." Next day, he could have. Yeah. Done that. Didn't no. happen. Even in the. And when we fired him, he went off on me in the mm-hmm. in the thing, and I had to walk out of the right. firing because I was like, I can't do, I can't do this. this because is... again, Regina George and Littlefinger threw you to the wolves. Yep. Here, Josh. Yep. Go do that. No, but uh, Littlefinger and I did that. Did that. No, firing. I know, but I mean, like, there still wasn't a hundred percent support of you doing what you were doing. Oh yeah, because then what happens? This guy gets on Twitter or. Facebook and just starts talking shit and then after we uh, and Regina George just starts like oh we should he gave him like she handed over this dude this power that he didn't have 
and was like, oh, we shouldn't have fired him. I'm like, I go, what the fuck are you talking about? He threatened staff and didn't apologize for it. What makes you think that that's okay, that we shouldn't have... That this person can be an employee. It could be an employee without any, um, like, uh, what's when you take responsibility for your shit, ownership of your behaviors. And you want to, oh, we shouldn't have done that. I was like, you're fucking weak. Like, Mm -hmm. I I told her, I said, that's weak to want to do that. We need to stand and and be okay with our Mm -hmm. decision. That, for me, was a pivotal shift when she started questioning that decision Mm -hmm. that we all made. The three of you made, yep. And then it was, I shouldn't have done that. Yep, it was you. She took no ownership of herself in that. That was the shift in, Mm -hmm. I was like, she had uh, been she had been having you have hard conversations mm-hmm. with people through her. Yep. Josh, you need to go talk to this person. Josh, you need to demote this person. Josh, you need to talk to Heather number one about this. Josh, you need to do this. Yep. And you would go and do those things and yep. you would do them well. Yep. And then you would take it back to her, Regina uh-huh. George. Um, and this was the position where she was like, oh, you did this, Josh. Yeah. Like, even though she was part of the agreement, mm-hmm. To do that. And, and there was even an investigation yeah. into his behavior before yeah. we fired him about all the stuff. And I of asked course. people to, like, mm-hmm. um, do, what was your, I, what happened here? What mm-hmm. was going on there? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. It was but, done. Yeah. It was yeah. done by the book. Like, yeah. and it needed to happen. But down the road, that got questioned again, yep. too. Yeah. That was, that was fucked up, man. And all the while that this is going on, Heather, number one, is a major player, too. Oh. And just, so she's a direct report to you uh-huh. and she is just she went to Littlefinger every other week temper tantrum to ask for um, not to be supervised by me yep repeatedly and went, went to, to Littlefinger and then repeatedly. went to Regina George to do that and they said no they did a good job I appreciated that point of like not um, reporting not changing that report yeah not caving into not that not caving into that now at this point we're going to talk, start talking about the weird emails. Yeah. So the so the weird emails started coming in about this team leader's team. Heather number one is a, a team leader. Team leader and somebody on said team said team was having an affair with a client. So they're quote anonymous emails. Anonymous emails coming from some type outside of like source. Yep. outside email account source yep. or whatever. Yep. A little cryptic, but a little yep. clear in terms of. Yep. And the uh, best person's going to leave mm-hmm. and take the whole team. Then, mm-hmm. at the same time this is happening, rumors start coming around about this, uh, Regina, and George, Bob and Bob one. number one having an because affair. Because they... They were seen in public. Yes, they are still going out and yep. about. They are still... And you know. <laughs> this you shit cracks me yep. up. Well, no. What a... When you are in an affair, you think nobody knows, mm-hmm. but you're so goddamn yep. obvious. Yep. Like people involved in indiscretions are not secretive, and people came to as me much as they think. So people all outside, the time. oh my god, you were What's feeling going on with this? from staff, from, from outside yep. other professionals. And I would like, be like, oh no, that's not. You were feeling, you were holding oh, man, that I was fucking feeling secret. That stuff. Oh my god, like, holding that secret for so, so many long. people. Yeah. My good yeah. friends in the system I were know. like asking me what's it was, going on. It was on. so obvious. Yep. So yep. obvious. And yep. so, yep. God, unfortunate. Like, come on, yep. people. Um, I mean, if that's if you need to be with somebody, then you fucking leave your job. Like, yeah. figure out you a figure different route. But right? anyway, that's, we're not yeah. going to go down that road. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, there's so much stress. It is yep. at this point, 
as you know your wife seeing you day in day out you start to shift well let's and then what i just want to mention we we go to the national council like the big oh you go to the Senate, conference go to the conference in oh DC. fuck i forgot about that oh Holy. shit who's going to the conference josh Regina George. Regina George. Bob number one. Bob number one. You. Me. Um, There's a financial officer there. Yes. Another newly changed uh, director Uh that they shifted. So now there's three directors. Mm -hmm. um, And we all go. Week-long conference in D.C. Yep. And. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh. And Bob number one's girlfriend from another affair Uh was there. Because yeah. Bob yep. number one has a history. Oh, oh interesting. Weird. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Bob number one has a history. Which, once again, I shouldn't know this stuff. No, but yeah. I have this information. So instead of being at the conference, mm-hmm. I'm fielding calls mm-hmm. from Regina freaking out because mm-hmm. Bob number one's hanging out with X. With girlfriend. previous affair previous partner. Affair. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God, that was so. Ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Oh my God, that was so ridiculous. And so that was the first conference that Bob Number One and Regina went to, but I remember they started to coordinate. They started to coordinate, and I'm using air quotes, Uh, work trips uh with work money for the two of them. Yeah, that's where it started. That's Mm -hmm. also where it started another shift for me that this isn't like, oh, this isn't okay. But that's so going back to our home life, that's when you got really um, visibly stressed and anxious. Yeah. You were edgy. You were so stressed out because you, you just wanted covering. to do the yeah. job. Yeah. You just wanted to do the job <coughs> and to lead people mm-hmm. and to, you cared about your I clinicians. I know you cared about your clinicians and wanted to make this center better. Yeah. And you had amazing ideas. And if you and Heather One could have partnered together because she's a brilliant clinician. Oh, yeah. But but couldn't get past her fucking ego. Yep. And that's unfortunately was set up by previous COO. Yep. Like in some history there that put this person on special status. And Heather was number one. Nobody's fucking special. I know. But you're not special either. But somebody could have said, well, now I'm special. Now you're special status. Yeah. Yeah. But you could have done amazing changes. Heather mm-hmm. number one could have done amazing we would have, changes. We would have been a really good team if we Absolutely. were Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so you started bringing home so much anxiety and yep. so much stress yep. and weren't able to do your job in the way you wanted to because now you're a counselor for fucking Regina and Bob. Yep. Um, and I think Bob number one knows you know at this point. Um. I think he has an inkling, but Regina but never know told for her. Sure. Yeah, yeah yep. doesn't know for sure. But and so then, <coughs> yes, Regina and Bob start going on quote work trips mm-hmm. under the a, Burt Nash, under the Community Mental Health Center dime. There's a big uh, mm-hmm. project happening involved with a lot of different players, and they needed to go. And part of the work stuff was legit, like looking at things, doing trainings mm-hmm. for this bigger stuff that was happening. Now, what's interesting about this shift is. Now Regina starts hating her job. Yep. Because she realizes she can't do her fucking job. She can't job. do her fucking She's job. She's caught up in a love She's triangle. She's in love with Bob. Mm-hmm. Still and married herself. No, is no. she divorced at this she point? Was, it was. She was separated and on her way out of. Her, but Bob number one is still holding strong yep. in that quote marriage. Yep. <laughs> so the rumors are coming around. They're everywhere. The, oh my god. The um, 
the head of the board sits down with both of them Ooh, mm-hmm. and asks them if they're having yep. an affair. It's so obvious. So fucking stressful. Oh my god, that was so fucking stressful. Um, and then the emails keep coming in about this team and this person. Heather number yeah. one's team. There's a clinician having an affair. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. going to leave. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. crazy. And Littlefinger knows about the emails, right? Littlefinger's oh, involved oh, with yeah. the emails. Oh, yeah. yeah. Littlefinger's involved in all of it. And it's then, crazy. And then... Oh, and... Oh, no. The newspaper comes into play later. Later, yeah. Okay. And then... Um, we're feeling that... Some other stuff had happened with Heather number one that just I don't really give a whatever, fuck anymore. Yeah, whatever. That, that was almost had to fire her, and then it just that was a shift too. And our I should that should have been handled differently, but that should have that got handled, and mm-hmm. she made a mistake. We put her on that thing, but that then shifted mm-hmm, because the then the things that she had to do she wasn't doing, she and wasn't I was like, to do. mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to fire her, not knowing. What was going on behind the scenes right. of them leaving. On the team, yeah. yeah. And I will also say that Regina George triangulated you and Heather number one. Oh, yeah. To her benefit. Regina yeah. George refused to deal with Heather number one when she should have. She should have had enough respect and accountability to have conversations with Heather Nether, number one, mm-hmm. and she wouldn't. And she triangulated and manipulated uh-huh. you and Heather number one to be at odds with each other. Right. There's so much personality shit, toxicity happening. Um, I got a quick question. So, Hold on, we're going to pause here real quick. Okay. So at this point, enter stage left. We're going to do a Batman reference here. Two-Face. Mm-hmm. Two-Face. New character joins our cast. Mm-hmm. Two-Face. Two-Face was another director hired um, to take over one that was super nasty, and I with open arms brought Two-Face in took him and his wife out for dinner you were so kind really kind and just they they moved to town for this job mm-hmm. they came from out of state came, came from out of state or no well yeah in state yeah, yeah Missouri side they, yeah. they moved they yeah. uprooted Up everything to, to, this, come here. to come to Lawrence for this job and, and Jill and I were just really gracious to come out for dinner just really showed him the ropes of the center and all that stuff. Thought he was a cool mm-hmm. dude, mm-hmm. but that changed. So, um, what eventually happened was Heather number one and most of her team left in a. Which is okay that they left. Yeah. What they did was unethical. Yeah. Fucking unethical. Yeah. Like, and I don't care how they want to spin it, they left hundreds of clients in a lurch. Yeah. In 24, I mean, like, over fucking night. Well, so they all gave their 30, like, 30 days so they could have their benefits. Um, but they were paper, written on paper in pen resignations with yes. one sentence that their team leader handed to yes. me. So they me. orchestrated what they thought was this crafty, clever plan yep. where they would all walk out of the center, uh-huh. you know, arms locked, F you, yep. Yep. <laughs> kind of thing. Which they did. They all left in together as a group I yep. think I think one person stayed no um, uh, but they all left and four, four and it's just another reflection on their ethics uh-huh. it's not about leaving Burt Nash or the community mental health center like do what you gotta do most yep. people leave that at some point yeah. it's how they did it that impacted clients 
and they also started to use the local newspaper mm -hmm. to their benefit yeah. to promote their yeah. new quote center if you want to yeah. call it that um let's not get let's yeah not get down but oh, no okay. but they left in mass leaving clients yeah. in a lurch which yeah. is unethical and once again now i don't want to go down the road of heather number one and what all of that stuff yeah, that's much, a different that, story that's and that's i don't want to put that in the universe because it's whatever um but once again what landed my lap that i had to do all that work yes. and i don't mm -hmm. mind doing that work but the the idea that i what i came up with such a great plan to get all of those clients needs met all this stuff and the and with the newspaper always hounding uh -huh. the center about what we were doing how are you going to handle this? what is going on why are these the, clinicians leaving the pressure from um, Regina, George, and Bob about what my plan was. The amount of emails that I sent, I worked seven days a week, 12 hours a day to come up with this freaking plan. Got them all figured out who was what, because they didn't do, that team didn't do anything. No, they walked out. They just gave them to me and referrals. And so I came up with a system. One of my team leaders helped me like, was nobody's business like we yeah you that. guys but did an amazing of, um, job oversight and micromanaging that i got on that because they couldn't handle the newspaper and didn't know what to yeah. do they just Regina, let George, me do and, Bob. Yeah. and figure out the system which i figured out but it was like this constant what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing are you doing this are you doing this? yes yes how are you i mean it was just even though i had the, the same conversation 10 motherfucking times mm -hmm. at least they still did it was mm -hmm. and then done once they're gone it was like we figured it out right and then two-face yeah two-face started talking chirping in this is summertime George. yep mm -hmm. regina george's um oh and the shit that was said in the paper oh god, god. what bullshit as god, a paper is yeah. but whatever i thought i did a decent okay job of not reading all of it like i did it i was like i'm not i'm just gonna not read some of this stuff mm -hmm. right um but uh then they left and it just it all just kind of cooled down yeah yeah which is good like I, they were such a toxicity within that system as well it was good for them to leave mm -hmm. good for them to do what they wanted to do yes like, that's, go what be, to, yeah. that's what i said to heather number one i said go, just go be happy yeah go do what you want to do man yep at least one of you is a real good clinician. Yeah. Go kick some ass. Go kick some ass. Go but yeah, do what you want to do. And that's do. why I don't want to bring up no, their stuff because and so, that's what they. Yeah, that's what I want. They got to go do that, yep. but it was a manner of how they did how that, they did it. which was supposed to be an f you to the system, uh -huh. but ultimately damaged their clients. And not good practice. And but. The, and the, I don't want to say damage to me because I think it it taught me a lot of stuff. Oh, you learned. But the pressure yeah. that there. But what was interesting on the day after they left was their last day, mm -hmm. that's when I thought I had that heart attack. Oh. Mm -hmm. I thought I had a heart attack, was having a heart attack. <laughs> you call, yeah, you walked yeah. yourself to the ER. I walked myself over to the ER because <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I'm perfect range point. Ends up I'm having a panic attack. Uh-huh. But after all of it mm -hmm. was done, it was so strange. Mm -hmm. um, but, and then it just chilled. It was like, oh, we're figuring it out. We got over this. Everything was... Some toxicity lesson yeah. because that yep. team was so yep. unhappy. But then Two-Face decided he wanted to manage that team. Mm-hmm. 
And what I end up what I end up doing is when it was brought to me, I was like, motherfucker. And then I said, okay. And he wanted to manage a team that he had no clinical background uh, yep, to manage. None. Period. Yeah, zero clinical yeah, experience. Yeah, he had Two Face has zero clinical experience, and yep. this was a specialized team yep. that he had no reference. And for. I worked on that team. Mm-hmm. So I knew everything. But when they said, oh, we're going to do this, I said, okay. I was like, <laughs> what else? What else? Mm-hmm. This is what you want to do? Great. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah. You go. Yeah. Which was a huge, ended up being a huge relief for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So but, this is summer as we're kind of building, yeah, even though yeah. you're. They left, you felt a little calm and peace. You started to have some, that stress is still there. You thought you had a heart attack. Yep. Went to the ER. Chilled and, out. And then some of the the logistics of work settled just a touch. Uh-huh. But the personal side between you and Regina George really escalated. Yeah. And by this point, I think I've had plenty of conversations with you about, man, this isn't okay. Yeah. Her leadership's not okay. What's happening's not okay. Yeah. What you're hearing's not okay. Like, and there's this still is some not chirping okay. in her ear from different people. Like, Josh is mean. Josh da da da. Abrasive. That's abrasive. a word you like. Oh, people abrasive. tag you with abrasive yeah. all abrasive. the time. And then, my administrative assistant. Oh. God that damn. was the. That was the. Thing. Yeah. That was the the push to straight complete strangeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all this. Um and my my interpretation of the relationship between me and my administrative system, which was actually the administrative system for the for the whole team. Yeah, not just you personally. Not just me. Um, I thought was really good. Yeah, you thought you had a really they were open and transparent yep. and could communicate, mm-hmm. we thought, yep. very well. Yep. Um, but yeah. And so she approaches me one day, sits me down, says, I have, I have something to say to you. And I said, okay. So we sat down. She's like, I feel really uncomfortable with this. But I've heard that Regina George and Bob Bob um, are having an affair. And this is the first time that someone sat me down in a professional uh-huh. setting and said, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, oh, I that's, that's weird. That's just a rumor, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think this individual had more information. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll never know. But just the way that it went down, I could tell that she had more information than than uh, I had. Or knew she had or whatever. And then the n- next day or two, she resigned. And then, within that resignation, she said... I will do whatever I can to help transition. I'll help with training and hiring. She the new wanted person. to be part of hiring yeah. the new person. She asked uh-huh. directly to be involved in involved the interviews. In yep, in the interviews to help me because I really valued what the work she did and how mm-hmm. she did things, mm-hmm. and I wanted her to. Uh, which is which was really interesting about this next thing is that I val- I was really upset that she was leaving. Yeah, you enjoyed working with yeah. her. It was she was yeah. good at what she did. Yeah, she she the the way she was able to systems and work. We went to her fucking wedding. We went to her fucking wedding. <laughs> yeah. So she wanted to be a part of this. And so then we got all these just weird resumes mm-hmm. and and we needed to go through them and she wanted to be a part of that. And then when we went through them in team meeting. Mm-hmm. Not just you and her. In a team all meeting. All my team mm-hmm. leaders. We went through it. She didn't say a word. Even though I asked her, what do you think? What do you think? She didn't say a word. She didn't say a word. And then all of a sudden, 
the next day she's like, I feel, I was so uncomfortable in there, da da da. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, I'm in a fucking meeting mm-hmm. with, with, Regina? with Bob and Regina about how that was inappropriate to mm-hmm. do that. And I'm like, what are you talking about that's inappropriate? Yep. To do that. Um, and so, um, whatever. And then conversations start happening between Regina and I about how she hates her job. She's going to look for another job. She started looking for another job. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, cause I was thinking about leaving. Yes. Because she, of that situation. And then when she said she was going to leave, I was like, oh, okay. I'm thinking about, it. but I was like, I can, I can, and once she leaves, I can. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Yeah. Figure it out. If we can, we'll, Regina George moves on. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. I'll be able to settle in the position. And then the letter, then my, go through all that stuff. And then my administrative assistant doesn't show up to work mm-hmm. and then I'm like what that's weird mm-hmm. and then um, walks out goes to HR <laughs> gives me a glowing review mm-hmm. on the exit interview on the exit interview on written yep but then right tells to which is official but then tells the HR person all this other stuff was it Littlefinger? Nope. It was yeah. That's what I yeah. thought. Somebody different. Um, which that person wrote down, which is illegal. Yeah. To to do that yeah. because it wasn't official. Right. About how I was covering for the CEO and the COO. Um, I knew about the affair. I I was their little minion. I can't remember all the things that was said. Well, Regina George got that. Mm-hmm. document that mm-hmm. was unofficial right handwritten handwritten unofficial and that's when the shit started happening to move me on out yeah because it was now people were starting to know the real truth and regina george started to come to you with all the things she had asked you to do and was basically hanging you out to dry yep she started to remove herself from any of those situations, yep. saying that it was you yep. acting independently, yep. making these decisions, doing yep. all of these things yep. that she was an integral part of. Yep. She started to slowly shift and push you out there. And then, then they started having meetings mm-hmm. with staff members. Yep. What's Josh like? Yep, about you. About me. Going behind your back, yep. person to person. Yep triangulation yep. mm-hmm, setting yep. people up yep setting people up in yep. ways that were not okay for yep. them yep mm-hmm. they even brought one of my team leaders that i was mm-hmm. closest with and she was like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about yeah they were not yeah so unprofessional so yeah. oh my god and it was sure. and it was it, i could see it happening it was like and regina george didn't realize as she's telling me that they're having all these meetings like she's officially having these meetings but unofficially telling me about these meetings. right that you're right yeah right. this person said this she's pulling you both yeah. ways josh yeah. i love you you're yeah. so great we appreciate you. you oh josh we're interviewing your staff behind your back to see what you've done yeah <laughs> yeah and which then came out to nothing right because you yeah. didn't do anything yeah and then and a promoted team leader who hated Heather number one but got promoted to a different area went to her and brought up some shit from when him and I were both just case managers. Mm. 
years, six years ago. Before, yeah, yeah, years of, of ours, just a discussion about how I thought he wasn't that great of a <laughs> clinician or case manager or whatever because he was read a paper in a group. And, oh, uh, fuck. He used to read magazines in a group I led. Yeah. Oh, so fuck, yeah. We're going to go down. Dear so God. then she, she's like, oh, I had a meeting with this person. Then it was uh, So then, okay, backtrack to August. This is part of the redemption tour. Conor McGregor, my favorite, one of my favorite fighters of all time, was going to fight Khabib. And I really wanted to see Conor McGregor fight one time. Yep, just one time. One time. And Jill's like, let's make it happen. We'll do it. So I bought tickets in August. To Vegas. To Vegas this in October. This is where October. fights happen. Yep, where fights happen, where we are currently. Where we've been a million times to fights. We used to come, yep. yep. Pretty regular. So I was super excited. We were going to have just this. We're like, we're just going to vacation. Trip. We haven't yeah. vacationed in forever right. because of the job, job and how stressful and, yeah. it was. And yep. And being, I'm going I'm to call 24 7 yeah. with that job. So we had planned this back in August, which. Oh, and I just remember all the fucking great things I did with the housing. But that's a whatever. Whatever. Um, which Regina and George knew of our vacation. Vacation. So Thursday night. We're supposed to fly out. Friday at afternoon we're supposed to fly out friday afternoon coming into vegas for the weekend to watch this flight so leave on tuesday or wednesday so it was a pretty decent long trip so no it was wednesday night because on thursday i told you to stay home oh yeah you're right it was wednesday night you got a phone call from the lovely regina george stating she states this as a friend (laughs) my fucking ass i would want to know this information and i'm like okay she then proceeds to tell me that this person came into the office and said, you were you were a jerk to him five years ago or six years ago about his blah, 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 and that all this other stuff is happening. They're going to start investigating you. You I'm may like, not have a job. You, no, she didn't say that. She said, you should look for another job. Yeah. As your friend, I'm telling you, you should look for another mm-hmm. job. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? On the eve of our vacation, after she's already been throwing you. Not the you, eve of our vacation. Two eaves. No, that's what I mean. Like, but she's already been throwing you. She yeah. knows we're going on vacation. Yeah, she she calls you up and yeah. says, "As your friend, I as owe it friend. to you to tell you this. Tell you this. Blah blah. Start blah. looking for another job. Start looking for another job. They're going to investigate they're you. They're investigate you. Which whatever. I go for what? She's like, I I don't know. But they're little fingers really looking into this thing uh-huh. because the 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 um, administrative assistant. Um, Discussion came uh-huh. up, and uh, Littlefinger had been on vacation, and then he saw this, and he really just thought, yeah. "That's what it was." Littlefinger is going to investigate you because of what was said mm-hmm. in this thing, which was just basically hiding her affair. Right, right. And so then, um, and then she said some other shit, and I can't remember. She yeah. took a picture of it, but um, oh, I remember. I have all. I, I think I deleted all of the texts at this point. But I had all of the text. Oh, you had so much information. So much information mm-hmm. about her and that affair. Mm-hmm. On, I'd say everything. But anyway, this so, conversation just derailed derailed Wednesday de- night. Wednesday, I'm like, like you are fire me. You are Bravo. upset. Upset. And so, you um, get up the next morning, and I was like, you're not going to work. I said, you need to call in right now. <laughs> call in right now. You need to call in right now. I'll call in. Like yep. you're not you going to sleep. work. Sleep. Yep. Yeah. You stayed home, and you're yes. like, we're gonna look for another job. Yep. Because you were, so at this point, you were rendered almost incapable, which yeah. is something oh, yeah, I've not, not seen of you, which we'll kind of get back to. I the, shut the you fuck down. You couldn't like, make a decision. You couldn't talk. Yep. You were tearful. You were freaking out. Yeah, so I was, I was like, like f- I could not figure what the fuck was You're going not on. going to work. Yep. We're going to find a new job. Like I, At this point, I said, I'm done with this. Regina, yep. you'd already made yep. my list, but you just sealed your spot. Yep. 
Um, and so I was like, I'm done with this. Um, so mm. we took the day off. But back, backtrack a little bit. She said, you're, you're, you and Bob, number one, and I are going to have a meeting tomorrow, which was Thursday. Which was Thursday. And, and I said, said, no, you're not. No, I'm not. No, I said, no, you're not. <laughs> I called in sick. Um, God, and we went to that horrible lunch. Like, you and I just had to get out of the house. And we oh, wait, that, went to old Chicago. I can't fucking go but, back there. You know what was great <laughs> about that situation was... We started applying for jobs. Yeah, that we started morning, applying that day. And I started getting called yeah. at lunch yeah. to interview. Yeah, we had to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And so we sat at Old Chicago, ordered a bunch of food that we didn't eat. Yeah. And just, it was miserable. Yeah. But yeah. Started so, getting interviewed. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. And doing phone yeah. interviews. People yeah. were like, I was like, yeah. that which was hope, right? Mm-hmm. Because my resume is great. Yes. Like, just, you know, just. But boom. then we still decided to come to Vegas, uh-huh. which is. What we should have not done, but anyway, because you well, just well, we had thousand tickets to fight. So we come to Vegas and it's just awful, just awful. But let's let's rewind a little. Second. I got the interview from Claire. Claire called me Friday morning. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And he had an Stage interview. Stage left inter- yep. Claire. Claire. Interview at another mental health center. Mm-hmm. Not in this town. Not in the town that we live. Um, and they wanted it. ASAP. Yeah. I said, I'm going on vacation. Right. How can we yeah. do, do this? And so then that gave me some hope. Mm-hmm. But I remember Regina George texting me on Friday. I was going to say, she wouldn't let up. She wouldn't let me. She you wouldn't know, let said, up. Knowing we were going work. on vacation, she wouldn't let it go. Yeah. And she just kept peppering yeah. you and peppering yeah. you. And so then we go leave for a vacation. Mm-hmm. And it's horrible. Yeah. Like, we had zero fun. We did go through the fight. Which were fun. That was yeah, the, the fun. That was the fun moment. Yeah. Um, but and you, that but, was a good, yeah, that was good but fun. you are just shut down, tearful, upset, depressed, can't eat, yeah. can't talk. Do you want to go shopping, Jill? Yeah, Josh, let's go shopping. And you just sit in the corner. Like, I mean, it was yeah. just, I've never seen you yeah. like that yeah. before. So we go to the fights and then, well, we're in Vegas. Kansas is having some of the worst torrential rains ever. Like, We're getting a new roof. <laughs> yeah. The gutters are off the house. The gutters are off the house. Kansas is having downpours. And and some of you may remember that fall. Yeah. Um, so our house is flooding, but nobody tells us. Nobody tells us. Yeah. Nobody will tell us because because my family knows and Josh's parents yeah. know what's been going on. They just wanted us to get away. Yeah. So nobody fucking tells us our house is flooded. Um, but finally, my mom calls and says, you need to come home. No, like, she didn't say we need to come home. She's like, what do we do with all this? Oh, the this? day after yeah. the fights, she was like, what hey, do the we, house is flooded. The house what is flooded. Do? We're like, what? Yep. Um, and so. And I have another panic attack. Yeah, Josh has a panic attack that does not, that's not pretty. Um, and I said, okay, we're going home. So I just changed her <laughs> flights. Yeah. Came home early. Um, but yeah. So this is why it's our redemption. We haven't been able to come back to Vegas because of how traumatic that was. Yeah. And we love coming out here and yeah. just doing nothing doing, yeah. but having good food and doing bellies nothing. by the pool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we finally were able to come back this year. But you get back. Get back. You get back to Lawrence. And I, I'm off for a while. Because mm-hmm. we came home early. Yep. We ended our trip yep. way early. Yeah. And even... I had planned, even though we we're coming back, not to go back to work. Yeah, I had, had a vacation yeah. forever. And so then I had the interview. Mm-hmm. And then they called me immediately mm-hmm. and offered me the job for less money. Right? It is less money. Less and money. it's going to be a commute. Yeah. But I was um, like, fuck it. But you needed an exit strategy. Yep. 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 So I bounce. Yep. So you leave. So you leave the old community mental health center. Mm-hmm. Um, and shortly thereafter, Regina George leaves as well. Uh-huh. Um, 
You'll have to remind me on the timeline of when you really stopped talking to her. So, November, I left right after Thanksgiving. You gave a lot of so notice. You did the professional days, thing. 30 days, and then people were shocked mm-hmm. that, I, that I resigned, mm-hmm. which was really surprising, right? Yeah, because you were Because I was starting, and, and I amended some things with some team leaders, and mm-hmm. it was like, we were going to hit our stride. Yeah. But, but you had just but been so the strange vilified. thing was, I said to Regina on the phone after a situation, I said, you didn't go to bat for me on this investigation. She goes, she didn't. She goes, I cleared that up on Friday, but you didn't want to talk about work. And I was like, you fucking bitch. She, we went to vacation mm-hmm. knowing that you had cleared this up before we went. Which I actually think she, um, if not flat out made up the investigation, yeah. which I do believe she did. Yeah. I believe she flat out lied and made up this investigation and told you before we left and left you suspended with this idea that you were going to get fired yeah. over misconduct that wasn't true. Yeah. Um, because she's a cruel person and sick. She's yeah. a sick, sick individual. That was that was wild. Um, but yeah, so when you came back, she was like, oh, you weren't going to get fired. There yeah. wasn't going to be an investigation. I ended that investigation. I got your back. You're good. Man, talk about. And I'm like, I just, and then I fucking resigned. Yeah, then you resigned. And then, and then, and Bob, number one, cried when I resigned. He was like, what? I'm like, you motherfuckers, man. Crazy making Fucking crazy. There. Talk about uh, gaslight. Oh, Being gaslit, yeah. man. Over and over oh, again. And yeah. I didn't even know what that term was at that From time. From all sides. Yeah, just gaslit yeah. and gaslit and gaslit. And so then I leave. And I said, I need to make sure that I get all of my... I had years of vacation milk mm-hmm. that they're going to they're gonna pay me for, right? And I had to make sure that I, I just left and, and made everything cool. And I said, I'm going to give it till I get all my vacation stuff. She leave. I want her to leave mm-hmm. with her job. And then I was going to never talk to her again. Right. And I will also say that... Because we're kind of lost in the weeds of some of the... Lost in the sauce? Lost in the sauce. We're getting tossed about of some of the, the things that happened. But really about you, you actually reflected for months on your role in things. Oh, yeah. You like were truly shaken to the core by uh-huh. how you were treated and what happened. That you did some incredible inner work on who am I? And what did, what do I need to own from this situation? What do I need what was to my own? In all this? How do I fit? Yeah. What was my leadership like? Where could mm-hmm. I do better? Blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. you reflected significantly and so you wanted to go into the next job which was leadership Uh with just as open and receptive as you could trying to take what happened and learn from it and change if you needed to yep before we go into the next step of that thing i gotta take a leak all right oh man needed that pee that was good work some lunch enter claire enter claire claire i can i just say real fast um Claire, you come with more leadership experience and more clinical history in the field than Claire. That's correct. But Claire was going to be your boss, which is fine. Right. Like, which, oh yeah, we I had no at, ego you, it was that. not about finding a leadership like role in terms of director for you. I just need the thing that you kept saying to me, which imprinted pretty well, and just kind of as I move forward, is this doesn't need to be your end this spot. isn't your final spot. This isn't your final spot, which was. I didn't, I heard it, and then sometimes it would, I would really lean into this job, and, and then, then other times. So, anyways, that yeah. was the thing that kind of just, yeah. so, 
Because Bert Nash has this magical pull on people mm-hmm. that feel they feel like they can't there's, leave. And that there's nothing or, else out there. I called it the name, but everybody uh, whatever, knows the name. Yeah, um, which I went through. I was there for, what, eight years before mm-hmm. I finally left? Yeah. Like, I get it. Yeah. And it's a good place in a lot of ways, but you needed to leave. Mm-hmm. And thank you to Regina George and all her bullshit. Yep. You finally understood you needed to yep. leave. And then inner, so, yeah. inner Claire. So Claire, Claire. Claire was so kind. So kind, man. And so actually respectful of the knowledge you yep. came with. And, and that's part of what she were told you she liked. That's yeah, part of what she put out there. I remember having meeting with her, and she said, in that meeting, which gave me so much relief, and I made a pivotal mistake later, and we'll talk about that. Um is she said we're colleagues we're partners in Mm -hmm. this yep which just made me feel really welcoming and that and i'll have to say that that system that i walked into welcomed me Mm -hmm. they i was it was great like and i was i i I walked in with zero ego oh you Um, were still licking like you're still recovering not even i wasn't even i was still bleeding yeah you were still in a moment of as your partner who's known you for 20 some years, this was a depressive episode you had. Yeah. And I had never seen you and I'd seen you through recovery. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen you in so yeah. many things. Like yeah. this was a true depressive episode yeah. you were experiencing. And what people, what I forget about this is within the state, we had so many people leave once the, once Bob number one showed up uh-huh. that it was rumors around the state right like yes. the directors leave different people that yeah. team left our community so, mental health center in lawrence got an unfortunate like what's and a, happening and it's a good mental it's a good mental health center mm-hmm. as far as mental health centers go like program wise so man when i walked into to the new, the, one, the new one i just feel fielded so many questions yes. about why are people leaving why did you leave yes. da, 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 da. but they you know. did mental health center number two and bob number two and mm-hmm. claire well, Bob, Bob's, I knew Bob's, I don't know what to call that person, um, assistant Bob, for years. Yeah. And was I liked that person a lot. Too. Yeah, you were well-received. Well-received. You were respected for the knowledge you had, the mm-hmm. education, the history, the, the experience. Was, yes. One of the team members was in the interview, like... It was a, we it were was, really excited. Even was, though you're in this depressive spot, uh-huh. we felt like this was a good step. Good spot, yeah. And you would be able, not your final spot, but you would be able to, to recover yep. well here. Yeah, and then they did these wonderful things for me. God, they were so kind. Dude, they, they Claire said, sent me this application to be part of this lead, big leadership program. Oh. And which I, amazingly like set you on another set course. Set me on a like, completely different trajectory, which is great that I did it. But like one, like I was one out of like 500 people picked. Like yes, it was a, it was an elite, yeah, an elite position yeah, it was offering. A big deal, yeah, mm-hmm. and and then I had all the stuff and 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 then. So, so real fast though, how long were you here? What was your? Here, where did you hear? At the second mental health center, were you there eight months? No, I was there a year and like two months. Okay, that's what, okay. Months. You're there a year and two months. Okay, a year and two months. Yep. So very welcome, and you got some really cool opportunities right yeah. out of the gate. Yeah. Claire, number one, was very supportive and often came to you for your thoughts because she knew you had more experience uh-huh. and leadership yeah. because of that partnership. Yep. Yeah. We're colleagues, we're partnership. Yep. Yeah. Which was nice to have a working relationship that felt healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Considering Regina George yeah. um, and all the toxicity and 
crazy yeah. making that happen there. And I was in charge of creating these different programs and this uh, uh, training program and all this stuff. So I had a lot of like freedom right out the get-go. But, but the thing that Claire lacked was help in direction of that stuff. So I would ask her things and she'd be like, I don't know. I don't even know where to go. And I, but it was more, mm -hmm. uh, I knew what, the, I knew how to do the programming. But you didn't know the, the I didn't specifics know the system. for this system. Yes. Yeah, I didn't you know didn't even know approved. where to get, like, how do yeah. we even apply for vacation? Yeah. Like you didn't know yeah. the system yeah. and she wasn't and able was, to tell and you. And this system was part of a bigger system. Huge. This is a huge, huge fucking system. system. So, way bigger than where you come so from. So navigating that was, was way different. And I didn't, not, didn't, I didn't understand, it. and she was pretty easygoing about that. So I was like, "Oh, I don't need to it's worry no about big that." Deal. Yeah. I don't have to worry about these things because yep. she's not worried about yeah, them, she's and not she's not telling yeah. me. Yeah, so and she's my boss. Fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Then we go to a conference. So you're there a year and two months. When does this conference happen? Right away, I go in. So I get. I haven't gotten picked yet for the for the council stuff yet but uh we go to a drug and alcohol conference in dc and claire before we left claire was kept on asking me what happened to burt nash and i said i'll tell you when we're in dc they were super many people were super curious many super of the curious. higher ups at this yep. new mental health center were very, yep. curious very curious and questioning about what happened at yep. burt yep. at, <laughs> uh, it's fucking burt nash people yep. okay jesus christ yeah um <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so, when we got to D.C., we had a good time. Mm-hmm. Interesting things. We did have a good time. I remember that. Yep. Interesting things happened. Mm-hmm. I won't go into the too many of them, but there was some weirdness from Claire in a strange way, but I just pushed it away, and then one night we're out for dinner, and I told Not her. Not inappropriate. Like, just... Oh, inappropriate? Not inappropriate, but friendly. Ah. A different side of Claire. Different side of Claire. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I knew that. Um, no, I told you about how she answered the door when I brought some... <laughs> uh, she had to take something back on the airplane, and she answered the door a certain way, and I was like... And she knew I was coming over. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Anyways. Um, so, I tell her the story. And I shared, and I knew right away I shared too much information. Because I was keeping that secret. You had been holding on to yeah. all the shit at Burt Nash for so long. And I thought this was a safe place. You did. You thought Claire was a safe, professional confidant. Yeah. Who would understand the inner workings of a mental health center. Yeah. And power yeah. that you definitely felt like you could share. Yeah. And I shared, and I overshared. Mm-hmm. I overshared. I told... Mm -hmm. With our food or? Red Bulls. Ah, oh, Red Bulls. We're going to put those in the fridge for you or you want them now? We'll just have them right yeah. there. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. Victoria, is that right? That's right. Hey, um, say hello to our listeners. We're on a podcast. Oh, hello, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Encore Pool. Yes. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. Keisha, I'll be out with your food shortly. Great. All right, cool. Um, I overshared, thinking that it was safe, and... Um, I think, um, bite me in the butt later, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it did or not. She, I don't know if, did she pop those open so you have to be careful. That's, I think that is sometimes tough to pop them open. Um, 
So, buttons on my pants. Um, so I overshare. Conference went great. Some weird stuff. I don't want to go into the weird right, stuff. Right, it's not about that. Yeah. yeah. So keep it. Because I love that person. Don't get lost. You're getting tossed about. I'm getting tossed about in the sauce. Damn it, Josh. Um, so then I start doing the leadership work. Mm-hmm. I, I end up deciding on a project around Yeah, they LGBTQ. have a leadership track there that you No, don't... no, the, the National Council stuff. Yeah. So I start working on that stuff, which you have a big project. I go to D.C. I promote Johnson. The other community mental health center. Um, well, the director of the council at the time said, you know, just building really good relationships and, and really promoting the place I was at, doing a really good job, created this, and decided what my project was, which uh-huh. was a survey on LGBT, LGBTQ services, mm-hmm. um, getting the, getting some projects that This was some innovative social work. Like, yeah. Yeah, this was it's, a really incredible opportunity. You know, the National Council, what they're doing, like, yeah. Started um, just doing some good work. Um, the introduction um, from another person about doing a podcast was introduced, and I was like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in July... Um, yeah, July. Claire and I sit down for a supervision, and she starts. Oh, I gotta tell you something, Josh. I'm like, okay. She's like, some directors have come to me and said that you have um, not been listening to some of their staff about this project that you're working mm-hmm. on. I said, oh, okay. I, well, I just I needed to make some decisions, and I mm-hmm. talked to you about those decisions, and you just said make the decisions. Right. So so I made the decision that we needed to move forward here and that we just had to come up with this deal and let's just do this. And I thought I did a pretty good job of right. um, making sure everybody was heard, but I thought we just had to make the decision to get it going. Some, there's too many um, um, chefs in the kitchen. Uh-huh. We just had to, she's like, oh, okay. She's like, well, some of my directors may, or some of my peers may come and talk to you about this. And I said, okay, great. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then I had, so I, one of my things is I had in charge of students and um, supervisions for certain, for clinicians. And um, somebody called me and said, hey, this is what's going on. I've got some health issues. Um, I don't know if I can do this, this, the, the system this way. Can you help me, help advocate for me? to do it this way and I said okay this is what I would do you need to talk to Bob num- number two and um, Bob number two's assistant and if you know just tell them what's going on and they shouldn't have any problem with your health, health issues and doing that thing. that was that was a little bit before this other conversation and then this was the magical piece okay the, the place that I'm working the in charge of the place I'm working announces there's going to be raises for everybody which is really a big deal in this system. Oh yeah, in the world of community mental health centers, raises are few and far between and they're not very good. And the county announces it. 3%. Yes. This is exciting. This is exciting news. I'm excited. I'm excited for my team. You get to tell your team. I get to tell my team. They're going to get raises. They're going to get raises. They all do wonderful work. You had a good team. Good team. Great work. They worked hard. Worked hard. So I tell the team, hey, 
You're all getting 3% raises. <laughs> Great job, everybody. Proud of you. Good work. Keep it up. Good work. Meeting happens. Um, well, yeah. Meeting happens. Find out that there's... Claire doesn't tell me that there's a tier system or a point system or whatever. So they, the max they can get is 3%. But you but have no idea that there's this tier system. No idea. Nobody that this is, has there's told a, you. There's a system, plan system for this. This is whatever. They can get up to 3%, but it's my choice on if they get all three, whatever. Then that's released to the staff. After I told them they're all getting 3% <laughs> raises, that this is going this way. They come to me. Well, you said I was getting 3%. I was like, yeah, you got to do a great job. What, what the fuck? Doesn't big matter. deal. Like, yeah. Big deal. Okay. It's unofficial, but I, you do great. Blah. This is all my choice. All my choices. Okay. So. And you get to make these choices. I get these. Yeah, this is part of my. Part of your job. My is job. To make these is doing, decisions. Is making these decisions for the staff. 3%. You guys are kicking ass. Everybody. And then we start the podcast. A different thing. Start the podcast. The, there's four of us in the podcast. They decide. And it's about mental health. Yeah, it's a, it's a work-related podcast for mental health. Mental about health. mental health. And they want to do. A, a discussion on fitness, weight, eating disorders, mm -hmm. things like that. I tell them before I even go on this, I have experience in treating eating disorders, I have experience, years of experience in the fitness area, mm -hmm. and health and wellness. I'm very passionate about this. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm talking about. I want you to know that I don't want to come across a certain way, so I don't want to be on the podcast if this is going to be a problem. If this is going to be a problem. And for those of you who don't know Josh or who do know him, he has spent years and years understanding nutrition, understanding fitness, understanding weights, understanding physical health. Like he takes an independent track of researching and learning and constantly educating himself on that. Mm -hmm. So yes, you bring that to them and say, hey, I don't want to do this. If I'm, if you don't want yeah, me to be who I am right. with this information, yeah, they're like, oh no, we want that. We want that. We want that, Josh. We want that, we want that perspective. Yep. So, oh, oh but do you? <laughs> oh, but do you? <laughs> Which so, they might have, but anyway. Oh God, here we go. So I'm, the podcast happens. So this is where, in this in this current podcast that we're doing, Jill and I, that I just. There are things about me and things about the system and wellness that I believe that people have their own choices in a lot of ways, and they and they have the choice to change. And with help, they can change. It may be anything. fucking really hard, but you can make different. You choices. can make different choices. So when we start, and then so in this podcast about things, we talk a lot about choices. The about, work podcast, yes, yeah, about making choices. choices. About do I choose Taco Bell or do I choose to make yeah, myself? Do I a, eat that piece of cake or do I sacrifice? Right, yes. I talk a lot about sacrifice. All of us have that decision yeah, to make every day. Yep. Yeah. And there was a person in that podcast, and, and I had a discussion with another person in the podcast, and I, we we're passionate about both passionate about eating disorders, and and her and I have this back and forth about mm -hmm. not back and forth bad, but just, just you could have good conversations. conversations. Yeah. This other person decided that they thought that they were, I don't know, what heavy set. Let's just call it that, overweight. And 
they were like, well, I don't have motivation. So I'm getting lost a little bit in the sauce, but I need, this is a, this is a big piece of this, is that I had a discussion with this person about motivation isn't a thing. Motivation is an emotion. Mm -hmm. And if, if we all wait around for the emotion of motivation, motivation, you're going to wait forever. You're not going to make the fucking choices you need to make. And, but I was very kind in that, and I, but I pushed her a little, a little bit you on that idea. You challenged that idea of, I don't have motivation to choose a different food yeah. or to go work out. Yeah, yeah. Most people don't. Like, yeah. it's if I, motivation. If I, if I, if it's, I every morning woke up and go, oh, I, need, I don't have the oh, motivation, man. I listen to it, then I would never get up and work It's a out. commitment to self. Yeah, it's discipline. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, people, But anyway, that's, yeah, anyway, we're yeah, getting tangential. Discipline equals freedom. Jocko. Ah! Um, so, we do the podcast. I actually end up calling this person later and say, hey, I apologize. I pushed you a little hard on that. Didn't mean to offend you. Mm-hmm. But I, don't, I didn't think I was offensive. I was still... It wasn't egregious. It like, wasn't egregious. And I was a little triggered. I hate that fucking word. But I was a little triggered from past experience that I wanted to make sure that I was just make, being um, transparent and apologizing and saying, hey... Yeah, because you had been punished for being yourself, being yourself so many yeah. times. Yeah. That you were really, again, came into this new job working Mm -hmm. with some awareness around, hey, how do I show up and what do I need to look at with that? So while you were yourself on the podcast and true to you, you realized that that could have been hurtful for her and were accountable for that. Stepped back and said, hey, apologize. Not for what you said, like necessarily, like the belief is still there, but just like wanted to make sure that she understood, like, hey. And then everything is great. Working on my project, getting this things done. I'm just because she accepts your apology. Yeah, she's like, that's great. Yeah, Yeah, she's she's fine. Fine. So I'm um, kicking ass on my project. Everything seems great. I'm having. I go for a supervision at the main office, which is unusual. Which is unusual. You don't go. You don't supervise at the main office. Yeah, we usually go out for lunch. This mental health center has several different buildings and offices throughout Mm -hmm. the city. I go to the go to one. I'm sitting there doing some computer work and an email pops through 10 minutes before our supervision. Bob, number two's assistant's going to be in our supervision today. We're going to talk about the podcast. These were the feelings that people had. They felt shame. They felt bullied. They felt blah, blah, Big blah, words. blah. Big words. Big like, words thrown at you. What the? F-? I said, what the fuck is going on? Because nobody just, expressed that to you? No, not None of one the people person. in the podcast expressed that to you. They had, nobody had the ability to come back and have a conversation and now with all me, of a sudden which is what they're taught to do. Yes. They had to do this whole leadership program at oh, the mental yes. health center in, the, Within the mental in that health county center, yep. about accountability, clear coming back to the person, clear communication, coming back to the person if it upsets you, yes. all this stuff. They're trained. This is what they do. And some of those people that in the podcast were trainers for that. For that training, yes. Le- and I'm just going to call it LEAP. Because that's what it's called, and it's stupid. Um, anyway. It's one of the worst fucking leadership anyway. things in English. Um, so. You get the email that says. I get says, the email, and I say, okay. And then I text you right away. I said, I need to start looking for a new job. Yep. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. Right? All along, not really realizing I've been ga- being gaslit. Not really knowing what's going on yep. yet. Behind the scenes, gaslit. So I go into this meeting, and they're like, so. What about this podcast? There's this da 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 Who's in the meeting? Bob number two. Two's assistant. Mm-hmm. Claire and myself. Okay. And so we're in there and we're um, chatting and about the podcast. And I was like, yeah, man, I think I pushed a little hard on this situation. And 
blah, blah. And I was taking ownership of the, the thing about motivation. And then we talked about the, the cake discussion and, um, we were all good and da da da. da and they're like, I well, ate the cake last night. I know you did. I ate the cake too. Sorry. You made the choice to eat the cake. Exactly. I made you that fucking choice to eat the cake. made that fucking choice to eat the cake. And I'm okay with that. Dude, I ate a 40 ounce fucking Hellmock <laughs> steak last night. Anyway, so sorry. Was, anyways. Um, so they're like, okay. And, and I was like, and they're like, well, we don't think you, what do you think about being on the podcast? And they're like, all of a sudden I'm like, on the fence of if I should be in the podcast. Yeah, they're deciding or, whether or not they want like, you on the what? podcast. I'm like, and then they're like, well, do you want to listen to it? And I said, well, if you're going to take me on the podcast, I don't want to listen to it. Well, they didn't like that answer. I'm like, right. what the fuck? I'm like, I'm, I got a Why little... Why do we need def- to listen to I it? I was there. I got a little defensive. I'm like, I don't understand what's going, what's on. going on here. Like, whatever. So then Bob's assistant, Bob number two's assistant says, so... No. Claire says, so, did you tell your staff that they were getting raises? Shit, you not. I do this, and this is what I do when I think. I, and anybody that's been on a podcast with me, look. Mm-hmm. I, I look up to think. Like, I, I, I go through my brain, okay. And what I was doing when she asked that question was, did I tell everybody? Right. I was did going I through them? every mm-hmm. one of my employees. Did I tell everybody that they were getting a raise? 3%. I had to make sure in my brain, da 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 And as I'm doing that, I'm still talking. I'm not silent. I'm like, well, I think I, you know... And I was like trying to, you know, this, I mean, because they're coming at me. So I'm like, finally, like, yeah, yeah, I told them. Why would you do that? Well, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? They're all getting, they're great. They're, they're getting racist. You said well, they're we getting we have a whole racist. system. You just fucked up the whole system of what we're doing. I was like, I didn't know that there was a, <laughs> specific told me way. There was a system. I didn't know there was a big deal. They're all getting 3%. Da, da, da. I mean, I started just, they could not believe that I, of the information that I was like challenging them with. I was like, I didn't know. And, and Claire over there is looking like, she had no. Uh, yeah, by this point in your track there, Claire has shifted. Shift that. Well, there's her, a shift about a few weeks before that. And but in her supervision. Yeah. Like in her oh, sort of. Well, here's this is where the gaslighting, mm-hmm. where if I reflect back, she started canceling supervisions. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. Before yep. this. Yep. So she wasn't meeting with she you. Wasn't she wasn't meet- responding to yep. your emails. Not responding to emails about or texts yep. or phone calls yep. or whatever. She no. was non-communicative yeah. and responsive. Yep. Then we have this meeting. All of a sudden, you're in the supervision. Like, what the fuck? Being called a bully. Yeah, bully. Yeah, a bully. Like which a bully. is that's a big word big to word, throw yeah. around people. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, and so you're getting kind of blindsided by all yeah. this information, which starts out about a podcast, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey. Did you tell your team about this race? Yeah, so the, and then I said like, yes. Why wouldn't I? So, so maybe two to five minutes went by from thinking and talking and kind uh-huh. of skirting, like figuring it out, to the yes. So, I'll tell you right now, there was not a lie said. There was some pause as to figure out about, as I thought to make sure that I told everybody because I didn't want somebody to to that I did, I had to make sure I told everybody because I didn't want to say, yeah, I told everybody, and then somebody, the one person that said, well, they didn't tell me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to make sure that, that, and so then it was, I couldn't figure out what was the deal, and then they were like, okay, Supervision home. over, yeah. Supervision Bye-bye, over, Bye-bye, no. Josh. We're upset, and, and Claire goes, I'm really upset with you. I can't believe that this, I'm like, what the You're the one that gave them all 3% thing. last year. And this is how you did it. So I went off. I modeled off of what you fucking did. Mm-hmm. So, oh, oh, food's here. Lunch. We're gonna eat and do this podcast. We'll be mindful of it, but we don't actually give two shits. So, um, 
So supervision over, you're getting lost in the sauce. You're getting lost in the sauce. Keep moving. Supervision over, a little bit like, oh man, mm -hmm. this is not gonna go well. I don't know what's happening, but it's not gonna go well. That was a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Then I, um, that's salsa. Oh, um, thank God I didn't pour it on there. Yeah. Okay. Um, then my player does not email me back. Is there any chicken on there? No, that's okay. Keep talking. Um, does not respond to any emails, phone calls, avoids me completely. I finally track her down in the building and I go, hey, um, what's going on? She's like, oh, you know, da, da, da. I said, you know, I didn't realize this was such a, a big deal. I'm really sorry that mm -hmm. I made this mistake of telling the staff that they got 3%. I just thought it was okay. They're all kicking ass. And she, I mean, no emotion in her face mm -hmm. at all. I'm like, she's like, okay, thank you. And I go, um, do you want? And I just flippantly, mm -hmm. I want you to know, flippantly, I said, I might need to be worried about my job. Mm -hmm. And she says, well, I'm talking to all the right people. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh. Right. Okay. That was a huge surprise. Like, what? Yeah. And then, so then nothing is said after that. And then, oh, she makes me apologize to the team. Yep. She says you have to go, mm -hmm. and you have to tell the team that you're sorry for telling them they got raises. Yep. And that there's... That you made a mistake made in telling mistake them that they're getting raises. And there's a point system, and that they may not get three, and they were all great and understanding, and didn't Stupidest care. thing in the world, mm -hmm. what's happening with all this, but yeah. So you do that, so you go and you talk and you tell everybody, I'm sorry I told you you were getting a raise. I wasn't supposed to say wait, that. Wait, wait, you're still getting a raise. Mm-hmm. And then, um, she's still gaslighting, man. She will not answer any She will emails. not. For days. Not for days. A week mm -hmm. goes by, and then she calls in sick for our supervision. And, um... Okay, and then we go to this big conference, meet like a, a training the next day. She's there. I decided to pull myself off the podcast because mm -hmm. it's like this is too much drama. And they never aired the podcast, they never by aired the way. The podcast. And Bob number two, who will come back into fashion yeah. here, listened to the podcast and yep. made the decision to not air it. Yep. Then um, I'm at the table. I'm sitting at the table with Bob number two, Claire, having a great day. All right, great day. I have a meeting the next day at the main office with other stuff that I'm working on. I get an email <laughs> while I'm right before I at like seven fifty or mm -hmm. eight. Meet us at the main be building. The main building again. At Ten no, main county building, mm -hmm. not the main mental health building. We're gonna you're gonna have a meeting with. Myself, this is Claire. Bob number two in HR. I'm like, what Jesus the fuck? Christ and the HRs. Mm -hmm. Good God. Good God. So, You're like, yeah, you out. I know. I think we were texting or talking that yeah. day. I think we I think you actually called me. Yeah. I yeah. go in that meeting. A little heightened. A little You're heightened. a little heightened. How could you not be? I wish I would have fucking quit on the spot. I know, but that's not what um, happened. 
they start coming at me about the podcast, mm-hmm. the raises, mm-hmm. then, okay, so Bob number two, so we talk about the podcast, or the podcast was about health and fitness and, and choices, and choices. Bob number two is 500 pounds. I just need, I just need to put that out in the he universe. Is a- Obese. Morbidly obese individual, yep. not just overweight, not just yep. heavy set. He is morbidly obese. Yep. And so, in this meeting, he's talking to me about the podcast and how whatever and the raises, and then he starts bringing up some weird shit. Mm-hmm. This conversation that I had with this student about talking to them about the plan. I said, I said to Bob Number Two, I said. The decision wasn't mine to make. Right. I sent her to the right people for I, the decision. I tried it to wasn't help mine. Her, right. I tried to help her. Go say, this is who you need to go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And that was six months ago. Right. And Why I didn't make a decision. Yeah. And I didn't make the decision. Right. And then they bring up the conversation that Claire and I mm-hmm. have about her team members and how I was direct with somebody. And how, but I, I looked at Claire number two, or Claire, and went, was like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, yeah, she wouldn't look at you. She would not look at me and be like, what is going and on? And she would not, she would not be accountable. She wouldn't come, yeah. have your back. She had no support for you. And then the moment of clarity in my brain, I sat back and I realized, oh, Bob number two mm-hmm. is offended by what yep. I said in the podcast. Yep, because he had listened to it. He had listened to it. Yep. He was offended. You pissed off. He took it personal. He took it personally. You about pissed that off because him. the yep. stuff that I was in trouble for was all just discussions. Mm-hmm. In trouble, in in quotes too. Like you don't get, you shouldn't ever be as an employee ever as be in trouble. Adult. As an like, adult, like really, be in trouble. like yeah. come on. You make mistakes. You learn from those mistakes, mm-hmm. and you move on. I realized in that moment. Oh. It's like, this is inner Big Lebowski, shades down. Shades down. Yeah, I was like, I'll take any rug in the house. Yep, fuck it. (laughs) So, (laughs) they put me on administrative leave for this. Oh, man. Administrative leave. Mind you. Oh. Also, I'm going to put this out in the air. The results of my survey came out came back about how um, LGBTQ people are treated at the mental health center, which didn't come back in their favor. Mm-hmm. They had those results before mm-hmm. I went into that meeting as well. Yep. I also had one more visit to DC, no, mm-hmm. to North Carolina for the council, which yep. they're a big part of. Mm-hmm. So they had some things looming. So I get put on administrative leave with pay um, I don't think... And when you're on administrative leave, you cannot access your emails. Yeah. You cannot talk to any of staff. Yeah. You cannot have conversations, text, phone, nothing. You are you're in the dark. Compare in the, getting almost fired from Bert, from Burt Nash in this situation. Which, which one was I more depressed in? I remember... Sorry, I was chewing. Um, there was such a personal level of betrayal that happened at Burt Nash that it compounded your depression. 
you couldn't, it took you a real long time to understand that somebody could hurt you like that. Mm-hmm. You know, what Regina George did, mm-hmm. I saw that shit coming and happening in a very mm-hmm. different way, but it took you a very long time. So your depression was so compounded by the manipulation and the personal uh, malicious intent that happened there. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I remember you coming home at some point from jo- from the second mental health center and you weren't tearful, but you were... I was like, what the fuck? You were almost, like, your spirit was broken. Uh-huh. You were so sad, and your posture, your body, you carried the weight of it, and you said, I don't understand. You said, I don't understand what's going on. You know, and I think that there were some, again, more conversations like, is it me? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. So there was a... There was kind of a brokenness once this happened at the second mental health center Mm -hmm. that you just, and you physically, you were losing weight. Mm -hmm. You didn't look well. You couldn't live your life the way you once did. Like, it was pretty crushing. And then they called me back in to, uh, so then, well, what happens? I have a week off paid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you have no contact. You're in the dark. So you and I... I'm trying to figure out what else, what's my next steps. Mm-hmm. I need to do something different. Mm-hmm. We're like, we need to, whatever, even if you keep your job. You cannot stay we, here. We can't stay. We're going to exit. We're going to exit off. What's the plan? So one morning when we were working out, I said, I want to work with you. And it threw you off. Like, your because, face. Because that had never, so I'm already in private practice at this point. Yeah, part-time. Part-time. Well, I'm doing I'm doing full-time private practice yeah. and full-time other job. Yeah. I like to work. Um, but I had never considered you coming back Uh in the clinical work Mm -hmm. and you had never considered coming back in the clinical work Mm -hmm. and the practice was always my thing Mm -hmm. my baby my thing i'd wanted to do that since i was like 14 years old like Mm -hmm. my thing so yeah i didn't have a good poker face when you said i would come work with you i was was like what then you're like no okay i never thought about that and i said think i need to like at least think about doing that and Mm -hmm. start coming up with a point like thinking about it differently Mm -hmm. so then they call so that we start we start thinking about other things. I start mm-hmm. thinking about the consulting business. So Drew and I start having conversations about Iron Soul. Plus, your opportunity to be on the National Council, they are a major organization yep. at a national level. Yeah. Set you up. There was a trajectory happening yep. that was going to put you on an independent consultant path. Yep. Like, there was some options that you were like, oh, my gosh, yep. I could be really good at this. Yep. And... They, it was a partnership, like they were invested as yeah, well. And they liked, uh-huh, they, they liked, liked you, yeah. And so, and still, they liked my honest, like, they liked the things about my leadership, they liked who you were yeah. for who you are, yeah. yeah. And so, then, and still um, do, still do, yep. And so, then they call me back, um, and I'm in a meeting with Bob number two, Claire, <laughs> and then a different HR person, and they're like, Well, we've you know. We've decided. We've that decided, Josh. We, we value your work, um, but we really don't, because we don't want to hear what you have to say. We don't really. This is what we're going to do. We're going to suspend you for three days without pay. Okay, <laughs> but what you're going to do, which is the, one of the fucking strangest things oh, man. ever, unbelievable. Part, you're going to come back to work for two days, mm-hmm. and then we're going to put you on suspension for three uh-huh. days, and then you're going to be able to go to your mm-hmm. training. Yeah. Training. Mm-hmm. And. I'm like, okay, but with that, this was a conscious decision of gaslighting that then I didn't realize either. We had a team retreat mm-hmm. that Claire 
could have allowed me to uh-huh. go to, and she chose chose not to. She chose not to. Not to allow you to be there. Let me. It was her choice. Yep. Yep. And so, I, I'm like, okay, whatever. And then, because then I'm like, even more like, this is the fucking strangest, strange. Mm-hmm. And and the things that were said in that one, I'm like, this is so fucking weird. It was personal. Yeah, so fucking weird. People yeah. got their feelers hurt. Yeah. And they took it personally. Yeah. And you had to be the fall guy. Yep. And what was coming to light at this moment was Claire's inability to lead. Because so, you started to get, we'll, we'll use trouble for lack of a better word, for things that happened months ago that uh, you didn't know that she should have trained you on. Yep. These things started to come Correct. back yep. in terms of... And she should have known to train me in certain, yes. certain ways. And she's like, why didn't you do this? Uh-huh. Wait, I'm like, well, you told me not to. And I have emails. And they started to write you, or were threatening to write you up, or did write yeah. you up for certain things yeah. that you didn't do within the first month of your job because yeah. Claire never told you to never do told that. Me. Or I asked her where to find it. She didn't know where and to she, find it. She and didn't try to find all, and mm-hmm. nobody, she knew. She didn't even know who the person was uh-huh. to, to, for me to find out. To find out how to find out. Find mm-hmm. out. And so how am I supposed to know in this gigantic system? She should have done the work. It was her job. To find out yep. what we do. Not me because I don't know who to You're go to. You're brand new. Yeah. yeah. Brand new. And so things start coming up. And then she starts questioning some work. Well, I save every email. Mm-hmm. One thing that Regina George, one of the things that she taught me is she said, save your emails. So I saved all my emails. Because she once Regina never emailed, right? Or da 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 da. Like mm-hmm. she had she was she ended up being a real nasty one. Um, almost nastier than Regina in a different way. Claire. Claire. Mm-hmm. Because she knew what she was doing. Yeah. By not emailing. Yes. She there was a conscious like, yep. I'm not putting this on paper. So yep. I can't be in There's no yeah. proof. So she asked me about a project. Oh, I never got this. Da, 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 da. And I fucking found but that you email. But you did have that email, yeah. And it was done on time and all yep. that stuff. She's, oh, well, I need you to redo it. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. Uh-huh. And so then um, we've decided, okay. And I start creating this relationship with the council even more. Yeah, and independent. We start having a conversations, um, meetings, things like that. They really are all bored with me so I'm like okay <laughs> the day after Christmas so we have a good Christmas I mean everything's chill not terrible we're managing it's not great it's not great but it's not it's not terrible we have a we're figuring out a plan it was May mm-hmm. where I was gonna bounce yeah we had a timeline in place mm-hmm. and then Bob number two's assistant emails me the day after Christmas when Claire Dowd, mm-hmm. we're going to need you to come meet with me, mm-hmm. Bob number two. Bob number two. And HR. Yep, here we go. Um, when you get back from vacation, uh-huh. I was vacation. I was like, and I said, what is this pertaining to? Because I'm like, this is, what the fuck is this about, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I forgot about the meeting I had before that where they, they were like, why'd you put your feet on the table? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, what? I put they my were feet just up. throwing so much oh, I was like, at you. Put my feet I said, because I was fucking chilling out with people. Yeah. We're but talking. anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I come home. You and I are chatting. I'm like, what the fuck should we do? She's like, J- you're just like, just quit. Just be done. I was mm-hmm. like, the relief 
mm-hmm. was ah, so good. Like, because as a male, right, there's sort of this level of like, I've got to provide, mm-hmm. right? And this right. created our insurance, right? An okay income, yeah, right? Like good benefits. Mm-hmm. To for you to say, okay, fuck it all, we'll be okay, mm-hmm. and and quit. I was like relief. I just yep. needed that, like yeah, that for you. From you, and so then I was like, okay, we're just gonna walk into that meeting. I'm gonna hand my res- resignation. So, talk about hostile work environment. Mm. I go to that meeting. Claire's not supposed to be in that meeting. Claire's in that meeting. Yep. So we got Bob number two, Claire, Bob number two's assistant, HR, and myself in a small, very small, room. small room. The the intimidation factor alone mm-hmm. was. Unbelievable. Yep. And I remember, I was like, you and I had conversation, and we're just like, you, I need to take over that meeting. You need to lead From it. The very they don't get to have that power. They don't yep. get to have that power. So I walked in there and I said, I'm gonna speak first. Yep. I want to thank you guys for the opportunities that you gave me. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, but I'm giving you my here's two my, weeks. Here's my resignation. Yep. Here's my resignation. Per county policy, I only have to give two yep. weeks. Right. They're like the. Their eyes lit up. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. They couldn't fucking believe it. And uh, and then Bob number two, interesting enough, said all these fucking kind words to me about uh-huh. all these things that I, that he appreciated about me and what I did good and da 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 Come to find out later down the road is that he was blindsided with a bunch of stuff and he was made to be the heavy yeah. on stuff because he knew that Claire wasn't doing, doing what she her did, job. Doing yep. her job. Yep. And so... Um, I, I resigned, and then she freaked out. Yep. She didn't have any idea of what the what how to do the work. Nope, no clue. No clue. Uh, I was supposed to write these grants that she never told me how to write, and she mm-hmm. was so like flippant about it. And I'd be like, "Can you help me with this?" And she'd never help me, like gaslighting. Right. And I, I finally said, "Fuck, it, I'm not finishing this. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. I don't know how to do it." And nobody will tell well, me. Nobody will tell me how to do it. What she do? She handed it to another staff member yep. to do. Yep. Unfucking! I was like, "What?" So that's that. And so I went came work for you, with you, <laughs> for me, and now it's a with me. Yeah. So I don't know. So I think. Um, so what's, what's so thanks for your patience, listeners, on our Josh journey. That's a lot of detail, a lot mm-hmm. of things to be said. Um, I am a believer. Then you know this, babe, that things happen to to lead us in certain ways. You needed to leave Burt Nash, even though that was an incredibly painful experience and very hard to do and not what you wanted to do. You needed to leave there to grow further personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. The second mental health center was another opportunity and they provided connections to the council um, and were able to set you up on a different trajectory. But I think ultimately what it took away, and when I left Stormont Vale, well, before I left Stormont Vale, which is where I was before I did the practice, um, I said, I, I don't work well with others. Like, I, ha- <laughs> I have to work for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I just yeah. knew in my bones that I am an, an entrepreneur and an independent person to work for myself. And so leaving these two organizations in the past, like, three-ish, four years that some of that really went down led you to understand the same. Like, that you have the ability and the desire to work for yourself. Mm-hmm. So some of the consulting stuff didn't go the way we thought because of the pandemic. Yeah. It just changed that course drastically, which yeah. is okay. Yeah. Because what's also happened is you've fallen in love with clinical work again. Yeah. 
and you are a good clinician. And so to be able to, and I love clinical work, I'm passionate about therapy. So to see you be able to come back into that has been really amazing. Um, I think it's an example of everybody suffers and struggles and we all go through shit and life happens. Mm -hmm. And it's what you're learning from it, how you're dealing with it, what you take, you know, what you can look at yourself about. Um, so I think you had incredible learning experiences along the way to get you where you are now. Yeah. And who knows where you'll be in the future. And I love where we're at now. Like, I love this practice. I love the Magnolia Institute. I love it's my really clients. Exciting. I love the build that's coming from me as far as, like, my style of You get work. to be you in a way yeah. that you've not professionally been yeah. able to do. Yeah, man. I get to say the things that people need to hear and... And as a, again, going back to that idea of a male and a female dominated profession, um, there's an amazing hole and a need for male therapist mm -hmm. and in such a way, you know, mm -hmm. like, and so for you to just build this yeah. reputation and, and to work with males who understand males, like it's just mm -hmm. an incredible spot to be in that you do get to be you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it's been a These systems blast. were so toxic. And Every, I'm going to guess are still toxic. Oh, yeah. Because, unfortunately, systems get like that. And some of the leadership is still happening yeah. in some of these places. Um, and some and mental health centers are always trying to do their best work. Absolutely. For, the, for, the, for their clients and their community. That, that's what they do. It's just the leadership within that because there's no money. It's a stressful, yes, because there's no, there's so no resources. So you get... You get you get good case managers, you get good clinicians, you get terrible leadership. Yep. You yep. just do. You get you get leaders that shouldn't be leaders. You get people that have been there for long long periods of time mm -hmm. that don't understand change and the need for change. Yeah. And you get people that take things personally. Um, and so I'm they're, really they're great. The, the, the work oh yeah. And I would go back and work there in a heartbeat again at the beginning. You know, like again, I still oh, think I need a, to work in that environment. Yeah, a mental health center is the place to yeah. sharpen your teeth or whatever that teeth. is. Cut yeah. your teeth, fix. Yeah. Sharpen your teeth, cut your teeth, whatever. Sharpen, sharpen your claws. Yeah. Yep. Um <laughs> some yep. people did. They just took it out on you. Yeah. Um yeah, this is life. I love it. But I love the freedom that we have now. I love and the fact that redemption we're here. The redemption this tour. This has been an amazing, amazing trip. Amazing trip. So that's, chill. Oh, that's so. what I was going to say. Like, I'm really just happy that you've come to a place in your journey that you're willing to talk about some of what happened. Because yeah. you held it for a really long time. Yeah. A really long time. And I think that by holding it, it was supportive of the things people did to you. Um, and it's not yours to carry anymore. Yeah. And I needed the dis. I think I needed the distance. You did. When I wanted to burn the house down years ago, that wouldn't have been effective. Like, I get yeah, that. I needed the distance. I needed to make sure that I had the relationship with the council. I needed to do things, some things appropriately. Uh, appropriately, maybe is not the right word. But You need me, to share in your way. And share in my way. And then, then eventually I needed to heal and do this. Proud of you, baby. Yeah, it was it was hard, mm -hmm. and and people don't people have gone through way harder things in their life, and that's sure. See, but this was, was part of yours. Part of my story from where I am. Yeah. And, and what's what I want to throw in there, and this is kind of go with kind of the theme that's been happening with some of my podcasts recently is jujitsu. Jujitsu helped me a lot mm -hmm. in letting go of certain things and and pushing myself and, and mm -hmm. learning something new. 
which then helped me in my clinical oh, yeah. work to allow myself to, to oh, yeah. test myself clinically. Mm-hmm. I'm testing myself in jiu-jitsu, so it's done a great thing for me as well. So. Thanks for chatting with me. Let's go uh, lay in the sun. Let's go lay in the sun, get in the pool. Um, remember, everybody, perseverance through strength and vulnerability. Peace.